the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 82. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm okay. I'm good. Uh, I wrote down the wrong time that we were recording. So you know how you have something in your head, like I'm going to do this and this and this, and then, and then we'll sit down and record. And, um, anyway, you, uh, (laughs) reminded me that no, we were going to do it earlier this morning, which is great. But then I'm just, now I feel like I'm kind of winging things, even though I've already (laughs) <laughs> taking notes on what I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. I feel um I feel a little bit funky today anyway, so I'm uh I guess I'm winging <laughs> it with you. <laughs> I am um I took that really bad fall yesterday and I am really feeling it this morning mm, as I thought I would. So sorry. Ugh. Um yeah, it just really um like discombobulated me, scared me a little bit too. Like, I don't know, when I was walking down the stairs this morning to come out here, I still had my computer in my hand and my tea like I did yesterday. Um, But I just felt so vulnerable, like a little kid. I mean, I just sat there and cried while I was flat on my face (laughs) and just sobbed until Steve came and picked me up. And he was like, what happened? I'm like, oh, I fell. Um, but it was funny because I had to really pull it together and I did to chat with you and Sherry when we were recording the podcast yesterday. But then um, after that, I kind of went into a puddle again. So um, I'm better today. I just feel a little, um, yeah, I don't know, I fragile. It. it is. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> you feel very vulnerable when you, yeah, when you fall. I fell. So, you know, I used to fall all the time. I was drinking all the time. As a matter of fact, uh, every once in a while it comes up on my Facebook memories. Um, but I, you know, I always made jokes about my drinking on Facebook <laughs> because that's how I deal with anything that even could remotely be painful is I, I, surround it with humor. I disguise it with humor. And, um, I wrote something on Facebook about, um, you know, falling down in the, at night because my husband would, um, travel for work a lot, um, kind of towards the end of my drinking. And so often I was home by myself with the kids, but I would really tie it on, just really tie it on. And, especially, and, you know, I'd put them, get them to bed and then just keep going. And um, I, I just made some casual joke on Facebook once about falling and, you know, hitting my head. And, you know, and um, 
Mm. And how awful that would be <laughs> if that happened or something, you know. Ha, ha, ha. I can't. Yeah, but um, uh-huh. well, be, sure. I mean, right yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, thinly veiled. Thinly veiled. But um, you know, obviously, I never did Aww. that. But I fell a lot, <laughs> and um, all the time. And, uh, but yeah, I fell once, um, in sobriety and, and twisted my ankle really badly. And, um, (laughs) yeah, I was really, (laughs) I really, I really nursed that for a while. Poor thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, um. I don't know. Also, I'm feeling my age. You know, we talk about that on the show and I, it's harder to take a big fall like that as you age. And it's just, um, my whole body hurts today. I just felt like I wrenched the whole thing, my back, especially. So I'm going to be extra gentle with myself today. So I'm pretty mellow this morning. So (laughs) I'm uh, just going to sit here and chat with you. And that seems like the perfect thing that I need this morning. So um, so we're going to talk, this is going to be kind of a catch up episode with us, um, talking about our four yes. topics that we were going to talk about, um, sobriety, health, family, and creativity. And one thing I wanted to say before we cut started was I want to just thank all of our listeners for the overwhelming oh, yeah. positive response that they gave to Holly Whitaker's, uh, podcast. I think Everybody loved her. Everybody had been waiting to hear from her. And we got just a lovely, lovely response. So I wanted to say thank you to our listeners for that. Yeah, thank you. You know, I I love all of our interviews, of course, but there's some when you hang up, you just go, wow. We just go, wow, that was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to share it. And that was definitely one of them. That was definitely one of them. It was great. It was great. And so I just wanted to remind our listeners as we're kind of doing this work and, you know, a a little bit of pat on the back. I'm going to do it, Sandra. I'm going to do it right now. We have put out consistently 80, this is 82 episodes, 82 Mondays in a row. We have never missed an episode. We don't do seasons. We don't take a break, apparently. (laughs) And um, I'm really proud of us. And I really appreciate our listeners that tune in every Monday. And then some people said they were listening to Holly's interview twice. I saw a couple of those. Um, And sharing that on social media. And so I wanted to, I just wanted to remind our listeners some ways that they could support us. Um, So definitely sharing the pod on social media and tagging us, either Sandra or myself or... um, at the unruffled podcast on Instagram. We really appreciate that. People have been doing that in stories and that's been fun because we can repost it too. So if you guys do that and that's for any of the episodes, we would love you guys to share, you know, anyone that you, that's your favorite or that you're digging or that resonates with you. Yeah. That really, that helps more than, you know, just that little thing. Yeah. And then um, right now we have 79 patrons on our Patreon account. So thank you to those 79 patrons. We very much appreciate you. Um, You want to tell them how they can become a patron? Yeah, if you just go to Patreon. So it gets confusing, right? Because the name of that company or the website is Patreon. But when you go and you contribute, you become a patron. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so, right. So it's Patreon, P A T 
R-E-O-N.com backslash The Unruffled. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Unruffled. The Unruffled Podcast. podcast. Um, yeah. And when you go there, you donate. Um, it's a recurring donation, and that's the only way they have it set up. Now, um, we ask, you know, if you really – if you you can donate as much as you want, but – even as little as a dollar per episode, that's $4 a month that um, comes out of your account every month as a recurring donation really, really helps um, helps support us and the time and energy we put towards this podcast, which is a lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah. We're not going to mm-hmm. – we're not going to – we're going to get – we're just going <laughs> to tell you. It's a lot. Um <clears throat> and yeah. uh, also, um, if you want to do a one-time donation, um, message us. <laughs> There's a workaround that we sort of figured out. And um, so just message us and let us know. But the way that Patreon would has it set up, they would prefer that you do a recurring donation. Um, so those that have, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, so grateful. and. Um, yeah, I mean it's just like a cup of coffee and uh, you know a do- donation if you you know or two lattes a month if you want you know make it you know ten dollars, um, but we really appreciate it and it helps us. I mean we do put a lot of time and heart and energy into this podcast and so um, after listening to Holly and talking about making money for what you do, it's like I don't feel so bad asking for it. I got really kind of revved up when she talked about that. And, oh yeah, it's a yeah, it's a question that I like. I I mean, that was why I asked her the question because yeah. I tumble that around in my head a lot, and um, we do put a lot of work into it. And even when we're not actually, you know, physically recording or um, you know, we're we're doing other things. You know, it's like I kind of feel like we uh, we have to stay kind of on and plugged in, right? I mean, not that we yeah. don't get to unplug and take vacations and take social media breaks and all that kind of stuff. But we do kind of stay plugged in, you know, for you guys, for our community, because um, it's, you know, part of the reason why we do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because our so- our social media, our social—I'm uh, sorry, our secret Facebook group—we're mm-hmm. engaged on that, and we've been doing Facebook Lives on Fridays um, in those um, in those groups at ten o'clock Pacific time and um, noon Central time, Standard time. So on Fridays we've been doing that, and so again, there's a lot of things that we do um, for free, and so we're just asking for some support. So thank you. We'll stop talking about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then the last thing you can do. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The last thing to do, if you don't want to do those other two or you don't have time or, you know, just doesn't, isn't working out um, to do a quick um, rating, a star rating on iTunes or a quick review. So you can do that in iTunes. So um, those are the three ways. Yes. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And thanks to everyone for listening. I'm just, it's so exciting right now. It's just lovely how many listeners we've had and how much engagement. And we're like booked through January right now for the show. Yeah, I know. And and looking forward to even more great guests. Um, Some some that you guys know, probably from, you know, social media and the recovery, online uh, recovery world, some that you don't, and we'll be happy to introduce to you. So we're very excited. Yeah. 
It feels good to have them all in the queue and kind of lined up so that we can take our holidays and plan around it. And it feels really good this year. It feels very um, solid. Yeah. Um, okay. So we should move on to our catching up with each other, checking in, or I forget what we yeah, call it. <laughs> both of those. Yeah. Checking up. Where do you want to start? What, what category sounds good to uh, you to start? Let's start. I'd have sobriety written down first, so I don't know. We could start okay. there. Could do that. Okay. Um, you want to start? Uh, sure, start? I can start. Um, my uh, how is it? What's your sobriety, okay. Sandra? Well, still sober today. <laughs> let's, check, let's check. Still in here. sober. <laughs> um, Great. I, you know, I talk about this a lot. I wrote about it this week in a newsletter, and then I took that newsletter and I published it on my blog because I had a. It seemed to resonate with a few, a handful of you guys. Um, I get my my scary spot or my weak spot um, in sobriety is um, when life starts to feel uh, monotonous and tedious. Um, I know that so many of you guys flock to routine and you love your routines. And, and I'm not saying that I don't have routines because I do. And, you know, whenever I go on vacation, for instance, I'm always eager to get back home um, and get back in it. But I can get really bogged down with the tedium of life. Um, you know, I mean, if you asked me when I was drinking uh, why I clung to it so much, that would have been one of my top things is I was convinced that it made my life um, spontaneous, which, you know, we talk about how <laughs> – how the irony of that is that it makes your life actually very small and with no spontaneity whatsoever, except, you know, will I fall down tonight or, um, you know, where will I wake up tonight? Couch or floor, you know? Um, but I can get so, um, it also has to do, I think too, this time of year and just the passage of time. Like I say that I'm not a future tripper and I'm really not a future tripper, but I am future oriented or future focused. And like the more I learn about the Enneagram too, that is speaks very much to my seven it niche ish on the Enneagram. I am very future focused and I especially this time of year when I think, okay, it's Halloween, then it's going to be Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year. And where did 2018 go? And did I spend it right? Am I where I want to be? Did I do all of the things that I wanted to do for 2018? And then suddenly, like the years just start flashing in front of my eyes. I mean, do you do this ever? Is it just me? I just start thinking like, and then the kids are going to be gone and we're not going to have this. We're not going to be dressing up for, I'm going to miss Halloween. And I'm already putting myself in 2019 when I'm going to be lamenting over you know, Halloween and the holidays and, and the calendar flipping until I have to really just reel myself in. But I get, it, it sends me to a place of like borderline depression. I, I, I don't think I have 
depression as a mood disorder um, officially, but I definitely can get low. You know, I can go to the valley. <laughs> and um, so, I, you know, I was, I've, I've been there. I've been finding myself there. Um, it hasn't made me want to drink, um, but it certainly makes me want to change the way I feel. And I don't think that will ever go away, you know, um, that feeling of wanting to change the way I feel. And um, right. but there's nothing, I know that there's nothing outside of me that's going to fill that hole, right? And um, so as much as I don't want to sit with it, it's kind of what it's kind of the only option. Um, one thing that did help uh, is I'm better when I have a goal or something, a project or something that kind of lifts me up and gets my passions spinning and churning again and makes me feel motivated, something that kind of gets me up out mm. of bed in the mornings. And so, you know, I went to my old favorite name at journal and, um, I wrote down a few things that I would like to see, uh, you know, to fruition in the next, I'm not going to put a date stamp on it because it may not happen before the calendar flips to January one. And really it's just an arbitrary right. day. You know, if you, if you, think it about it in the abstract. <laughs> it's just another day when that calendar flips to January 1, 2019. And so I got out my name at journal, which if you don't know what that is, um, it's something that I came up with a couple of years ago where I just write down the big ideas, the big dreams, things I really want to see happen. And they can be little things too, but um, I give myself permission to name it. Um, even if it seems like it's daunting or overwhelming or out of reach, um, I just put it there. And a lot of those things have come to be, they've come to pass, um, things I put in that journal. And so, yeah, so that, that's what I did. And, um, you know, short-term goals, some are long, or long-term goals, but I'm better when I have something to focus on. And I feel, you know, I think I kind of let those things go. Getting caught up again with the tedium, the monotony of, of every day. Um, I let some of those big picture things go. And um, so. So I love, I love your yeah. name at journal when you, when you help, when you put stuff in there, Sandra, I can imagine that that's very satisfying to go back and see the things you've named that have happened, you know? And that that's a practice. That's a that's a ritual that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, ritual to me. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, well, when you talk about ritual and routine, I think of like something that someone does consistently every day. And that that is not something that I do consistently oh. every day. But um, but if you're using the word ritual as in using taking it from my head and putting it in my hands onto a piece of paper, then yes, yes, that then then that I guess makes it a ritual to me. 
I am um, that those mm. are they're two separate things for me to me. A ritual is very different than a routine. So I think a routine is something that's more uh-huh. every day or kind of a rhythm. A ritual, I think, is something more sacred or something that I do to honor myself or my path mm-hmm. or to add on okay. to my journey. Makes sense. I guess it's my own interpretation of it. I don't know if that's the literal um, interpretation, but for me, that's how I look at it. So yeah, I think it gives us a little more freedom and a little more flexibility and um, and something you can return to, which it sounds like you return, you know, return to that journal, um, which I think is really empowering. I do. I do. Um, and, and even like flipping through some of the old things that I've listed there in my name at journal, I, I pump myself up. I get, Good. I re-inspire myself <laughs> to, yeah, I know. I know. It's like I become my own life coach and, um, but I kind of reignite some of those desires that I have, the things that I want to accomplish or, you know, and it doesn't have anything to do with like productivity really or anything. It's just, you know, um, I'm better when I have some, some long, some short-term and long-term goals that really speak to my passion and purpose. You know, when I have those kind of in my mind's eye and, um, yeah, so that, that all, comes back to my, the health of my sobriety, I would say. Um, The other thing I'll mention really quick is, and I'm sort of late to the party and I know you picked it up too, but I'm reading The Recovering by Leslie Jameson. Yeah. That book, I'm about three quarters of the way through it. It is so good. (laughs) I mean, I know that everyone has posted about it when the book came out. And uh, like I said, I'm just catching up on it, but man, that's a good book. I mean, to the point where I'm just kind of like, well, I'm glad I'm not writing a recovery memoir because shit, <laughs> she kind of did. <laughs> Period. Not that, that if like, you're not to discourage anyone for writing from writing their recovery memoir, but for me, I. It, it, she that's it's um well she's just a good writer a but she really perfectly i think is marrying you know feelings with facts you know like reporting journalism with her own story and therefore you know her feelings and emotions around um alcohol and dang it's a good book i'm just a little bit into it it's sitting on my oh, you're gonna so I'm going to like it. She really explores a 12 step. Um, that was, you know, a big part of her path. So you'll, you'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So what about you? What about me? Um, let's see. So after I came home from she recovers, (laughs) well, I'm still sober too, by the way. (laughs) Um, yeah still not drinking, I guess I should say. Um, but when I came home from She Recovers, I just, I was so, um, inspired and uplifted and kind of just, you know, right in that energy of the, of the event. Um, I called my sponsor on my way home from the airport. I called my sponsees. Um, I made appointments. Um, I was just jazzed to kind of like touch base again and dive back in. And so I have decided to, um, work, 
and I don't know work mm-hmm. if that's the right word, but just to, to um, go through the 12 traditions of AA, which I've never done and never read really. Maybe, maybe in a meeting or two, I've, mm-hmm. you know, I hear them at every meeting cause they're read, but I don't, I don't really know what all of them mean. And so we dove in on, um, tradition one, which is about unity. And Mm -hmm. I've been writing and thinking about that and what that means. Um, and for me, I kind of take these exercises, Sandra, and I make my own assignments, you know, (laughs) kind of unity. And that means a circle to me, which, um, is really great because in my home group, we, we are in a circle and we hold hands at the end and kind of connected, you know, with one another, we are all connected and the metaphor. And so I write and kind of expound on those things. My sponsor's like, she knows me well enough. She's like, well, write about whatever you want. I know, I know you like to do it, how you do it. And I'm like, okay. So as long as I'm spending some time with it, she hasn't gone through the traditions with anybody in quite a while. So, um, so I, I'm doing that. Um, mm. I've been hitting a ton of meetings, Sandra, yeah. like, um, this month it was my goal to try to just go to as many as I could. I think maybe I overdid it. I'm a little tapped out. I'm a little, um, feeling like, I mean, I'm going to four to five meetings a week, um, which felt good for the first couple weeks, but these last few, um, yeah, I, I think my magic number is like three to four meetings a week in early sobriety. It was four, um, so I'm just still trying to land on that perfect number of what I need. And, um, you know, so I, I, it's, um, I'm not really sure how I feel about it to be quite honest. That's why I'm kind of fumbling around. I definitely get messages. I definitely like get prompts to write or to think about things. I think meetings help me help my sponsees. Um, I can share messages. Um, so I feel uh, fine <laughs> about all that, I guess is the best I can say. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to honor mm-hmm. your energy, you know, and some months you may have it and some yeah. months you may not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, I came home all gung ho, but I have to say by the end of this month right now, I'm just feeling a little spent in general, which I'll get to later, but I just feel, mm-hmm. um, um, I might need to dial that back a little bit. Um, because I've been missing my morning routine here at home. I really thought the meetings were going to kind of kickstart my morning routine and it, it really delays it. And it really takes away all the other things that I do to support my sobriety. So a meeting's great, but I'm missing all the other things that I'm doing because I'm off and running for the day and I'm not doing my morning pages and I'm not doing my gratitude list in the morning and I'm not reading a prayer and I'm not reading a daily reflection because I'm often running to the 7 a.m. meeting. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing mm-hmm. it throughout the day when I remember, and I'm always doing a gratitude list, but it's later. And I can just tell I feel off. And that's what yeah. I know I need to recalibrate my routine. That's kind of what I mean like um, about a routine. It's like I don't have to do it every day, but I have to have some kind of routine. And so right, this month of going to the meetings first thing, I don't know if that's the best thing for me. And that's right. what's kind of cool about how I, you know, how each of us recovers, we get to figure out what's the thing, you know, what, what kind of works. So I think I have some tweaking to do in that department. Right. Um, Because you can always recalibrate and, and I think we're always doing that, mm -hmm. you know, you always have to hit the refresh button, I think. Um, because we're in it for the long haul here. (laughs) It's not (laughs) every day is not every sober day is not going to look the same. It's just not. And I think the longer that I'm in recovery, the more I can um, 
redirect, right? Pivot um, and kind of assess. That's why this month I've just kind of been looking at, I've been keeping track of it and going, what's not working? And that's why I've been keeping a daily log um, of my days and kind of looking at the theme. I was looking back going, oh, okay, this is, this is what's disrupt. This is where I can tweak and look at. And, and that's, so that's the thing I think I'm going to, I'm going to re um, reconfigure how many meetings I go to and, and when and which days and which meetings and try to figure that out for November. But the other thing about my sobriety is I wanted to tell you is that I skipped the first holiday party mm. invitation of the year that we got for Halloween. And I, was, I know this is going to air right before Halloween, but we go to a pumpkin carving contest every year, which I talked about in Holly Whitaker's episode. That's where I met Stephanie Snyder. And so the party was last weekend and my husband's dad was in town and he was like, my husband said, oh, you don't have to go if you don't want to go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's like, really? You're not going to go? And I'm like, you just gave me an out. No, I'm not going to go. And it felt um, really great. And the world didn't end. And um, yeah, the the hostess, she's really, she's my husband's uh, colleague's wife and lovely, lovely. But she kept sending emails that were like, we have so many people. There's going to be so many people. There's going to be 50 people. We need enough food. And she just kept sending like these emails that were like ratcheting up my anxiety. Mm, yeah, I get it. All I kept thinking of was like, oh, there's going to be so many people I have to make small talk with. Oh my God, there's one more. Okay. There's another couple. There's another family. And I just, I was in my studio all day um, Saturday and I just did not want to get dressed really and, um, mm. and go do that. And I didn't no. have to, and it felt great. And one more thing for holidays, I have a cocktail party I was invited to. So think talking about sobriety and it's actually one I immediately RSVP to mm -hmm. and said, yes, it's a 50th birthday party for my friend. Um, she's not one of us obviously. Um, but it's with a group, my group of friends, my goddaughter's parents and, um, another gal that I went to Amanda Grace's workshop with, she's going to be there. Yeah. And I just, I want to hang out with those people and they're all normal, normal drinkers. And I get to get all gussied up in a cocktail dress. And I know that they're going to have, you know, non-alcoholic options because I know this hostess, she's the mostest and I'm really excited to go. And it's the first mm, time I've been excited to go to an event like that. That's fun. Well, you know, I back. love <laughs> a good party. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have to, I mean, we mm -hmm. talk about this all the time in recovery. You have to know your sober limits. If you're, if you don't feel strong, you don't have to go. You do not have to go. I mean, I, I get energy yeah. from being around people and, and, um, I like catching up and, you know, I like, um, you know, I often think about, this is probably my ego talking, but I often, well, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, it. I often think about that, you know, attraction rather than promotion um, phrase that's, I, that's in the traditions, right? That, that, oh. I think it is. I think that's where that comes from. Mm. I'll, um, I'll find out. But I often think about that a lot. <laughs> And, um, you know, I feel good in my sober skin and I, you know, want to share that <laughs> with people sometimes, <laughs> um, because I don't know about you, 
But when I go around um, some of my old friends or normies or whatever you want to call them, um, I often get those comments like, wow, you look really good. You look really happy. What's your secret sauce? You know, and I, I like that. I do. Um, I, I, yeah, it does feel good. I mean, I didn't get sober just to hide out in a cave and I, you know, I didn't. And, um, so I don't know. I, I, I enjoy a good party. I do. Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting to me just to see from in February when I went to a 50th birthday party where I was giving the toast for a friend, um, how much anxiety I had about that to November, I'm going to be going to this party and I'm like the first one to RSVP. Mm-hmm. Um, and both parties were with similar type of people, you know, and it was lovely at the February party, but my, I was, my mind was in a different place. It was actually on mm-hmm. my three-year sober birthday was the actual party. So had a lot of emotions, but I love it. And yes, oh, yeah. that is, I just looked, Sandra, that is the 11th tradition. Our, our, our public yeah. relations yeah. policy is based on attraction <laughs> rather than promotion. So I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, should we move on? Yeah. The next topic. We're talking about... Um, Let's talk about health next. I can be short and sweet. I will tell you this. I keep saying it, but um, in my fair city, it has rained uh, for for days and days. And really what that means, and I know some of you guys that are like in the Pacific Northwest experience this all the time, but the sun did not shine for Mm. a month. And And I think that that was part of the reason why I got the sads. And, um, and I think it really did reflect in the way I was feeling and my health in general. I do love to exercise, but I'm an outdoor exerciser. I like to go outside and go for runs or walks or whatever. Um, and I just didn't do that for a while. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't love going to the gym. I don't know. I, I, I do. I can, I can bust out some sweat at home just in my house, but even I was losing motivation for that too. So, but besides that, I still feel pretty good. Like my hormones are balanced or they feel like it. Um, I think I would feel, feel it if they weren't. I think this particular slump I've been in didn't have much to do with hormones. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think it did. Um, I think it was just some other like emotional things, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel good. That's really all I have to say about my health. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Same here. I was thinking about, um, my mental health versus my physical health when I knew we were going to talk about this and, um, in terms of my mental health, I feel like my anxiety has been at bay, which has felt nice. Um, I haven't had any panic attacks since the last time we checked in. I used those beta blockers on the flight to LA, which helped. Um, I did have a tiny bit of panic creep in on that last night um, when we were in um, LA. And you were asleep, I think, or maybe mm. you heard us, but I had to get up mm. and walk the room and shake my hands. And Natalie kind of talked me through it. And then it 
it went away. And I, so that was like, that wasn't anything really. So that's been really nice to know that I have, um, I do have those beta blockers that are non-addictive and then I could take them if that comes on or if I have something that might cause me a lot of anxiety. So that's been good. I, I just have been feeling a little bit that there's not enough hours in the day. And I know that, I mean, I'm sure everybody feels that way, <laughs> um, but it feels a little bit more um, acute right now. And so I need to do something about that. Maybe that has to do with routine, um, like we chatted about um, when we talked about sobriety. But so I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention to that. Um, but my physical health, I, have, I think mm-hmm. I've outed myself here on the show before, but I really have not exercised since Casey died. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Um, the last time she was mm-hmm. here, we took a walk on Middle Road, which is the road I take all my walks on. It's out in the country. Um, and every time I go over there, I think about her. That might sound like an excuse, but there's this thing that I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go over there. So I know I need to kind of, for my health, you know, I need to start walking and doing something because I'm not feeling super great in my body right now. Um, and I need some accountability for it. So, um, my sister tried to help me be accountable with walking every day and texting. And we did that. Well, we didn't do that. She did that. And and I think about two way street, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I, I need to do something. I know. So I can quit, I can quit alcohol, right? I can quit coffee. I know I can do these things. I know I can quit things. I know I can um, commit to things. Mm -hmm. I know I do a gratitude list every day. I just have to, something in my brain, I need to help flip the switch. Um, And I don't know. It has to become a want to than a have to. I think with almost anything with me. Yeah. Has to be yeah, a desire. Right. I'm gonna write that down. So yeah. it, it it really I have yeah. to want to because yeah. if I have to, so, then yeah, I resist. Yeah, and I know that about myself, right? I want it to be my idea. Um, so n- even knowing all of those things about myself, it's still hard to do it. It's really easy to say, but to actually physically do it. I have to want to be accountable to myself is what I think. Cause that's kind of how it worked with, um, Oh, you know what? Mm. I'm switching gears. Sorry. I'm not switching gears, <laughs> but I just had an idea. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we talked. <laughs> um, maybe on the, the quit that app, I could use oh. it as a quit making excuses for not walking or something. Uh-huh. And maybe I could calculate days. Cause I seem to like that gathering of the days and the counting, mm. uh, doesn't feel punitive to me. And this would be more of a positive. It's a good maybe one. I'll try to, maybe I'll try. I'm going to jot that down too. So <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's that simple though. Just kind of switching your perspective. Yeah. It's key. It's key for me. And, um, sometimes I need to just get hit over the head too. And, um, and my doctor, you know, she needs me to exercise and to switch to a, a vegan diet, and I haven't done either. And mm. so I don't know why I keep ignoring what my doctor is recommending. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes I feel, and to be honest, <laughs> I just feel like I've I've already given up a lot, and I don't want to do I don't want to give up anything else. 
mm. whether that's my time, because I always just want to get out in the studio or I want to do what I want to do here. It's I live in this really beautiful place in the country. So I, it's all around me, nature. I already feel like I'm in it. Um, but those are all excuses too. Right. <laughs> So, all right, I'm going to work on this. I'm, I'm glad we chatted. That's what I needed with some outer accountability and to say it out loud. So, yeah, you know, um, going back, just I, one thing I want to say very quickly about the, you know, too much, can't, not enough hours in the day. Um, I can get caught up in that too. But what I find that helps me is at, I just have to be done whatever hour that is in the, in the, in the afternoon or evening, uh, done. It's done. Like not happening until tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, that really, it's just a forced stop. And that really keeps me from getting wound up in the, you know, uh, busyness and there's never enough time because you guess what? There's never enough time. <laughs> No, you're right, Sandra. And I have not been doing that at all. It's been bleeding from, you know, morning until um, yeah. I go to bed. And I've been going to bed so much later than I was going to bed. It's just the whole thing. This is, I need a total recalibration of how I'm doing things. So um, I, I, I kind yeah. of know what I need to do. I just need to kind of have right. some quiet time to think about it and just... Be, right. Be deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Well, That's and helpful. yeah, That's just, really and I wasn't saying it just to you, but to everybody else, because I think that, you know, you can, <laughs> you can just ring yourself out yeah. and, um, uh, and I can do it too. I can easily get caught up in that, but I tell you what, I feel so much better when I just shut it down, turn the computer off, turn everything off, grab my book, yeah. grab my kids, my cats, <laughs> <laughs> and just be done. Yeah. I need to do that. That's a great, yeah. that's a great idea. Four stop. Yes. That, that, that might be the, that might be the answer. Mm. Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced over a year's worth of content and have over a quarter million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing, you can be a patron of this show for as much as you'd like, even if it's just a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about family then, since I just mentioned my kids and my cats. (laughs) And that's another thing. I don't have a lot to say about my nuclear family. I don't know. We were laughing this morning because my teen was being a little grumpy, (laughs) but you know what? Those two words are synonymous sometimes. And most of the time he's really sweet and we have a great relationship. As a matter of fact, he's been texting me throughout this entire (laughs) recording. (laughs) from school. (laughs) So we have a great relationship. He and I do, and I've mentioned it before. We have, we just have a really good psychic connection. I have a good relationship with my daughter as well. And, and then I, and I hope that it blossoms because he and I, I wouldn't say that we had the same, well, I don't know. I think we always kind of have, but it has definitely evolved, um, as he's gotten older. And I hope that, um, 
the same connection with my daughter evolves as well. Um, and, but, um, you know, nuclear, my nuclear family is great. Um, outside of that, you know, we, I've, my husband and I both have family members that are just going through ill health, mental health, um, physical health. You know, I can't, you know, I won't give specifics and who, who and what, but that has been taxing on both of us. Um, and it's just one of those things, you know, that it's, it's out of our control. Like all of it is out of our control. And so it's just an exercise and the serenity prayer, really, um, you know, fixing what we can fix and, um, leaving the rest to God or the universe, um, and having the wisdom to know the difference (laughs) is, is a big one. And, uh, So yeah, that, that's really, that's really it for family. Um, I hope that, um, I hope for a good holiday. I hope that it's just full of love and connection and relaxation. (laughs) That's what I hope for. Um, I heard the, I heard a version of the serenity prayer, um, not a version. I did. I, I read something at a meeting. I can't remember what book it was even from. I think as Bill sees it is the book, but it was um, to replace the word wisdom with the word honesty. Mm. So what is it? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the honesty to know the mm-hmm. difference. And in the book, it said to just do that as a you know a little practice to say that quietly to yourself sometimes to help you make those mm-hmm. decisions. And that when you do them in truth. So it really was like interesting for me to switch that word out when I was saying it to myself. Um, and that wisdom just comes with time, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like telling yourself the truth. Yeah, telling yourself the truth about what you can, what is yeah. in your sphere of change and what's outside of it. <laughs> Most of it is outside of it, unfortunately, because, you know, in a lot of these situations, my husband and I both on either side of our family yeah. wish that we could sweep in and just fix it all <laughs> to our right. liking, but we can't. Neither of well, us Well, sometimes can I lack the wisdom, so, right, to know the difference. Um, and maybe I haven't had yeah. this experience before, or maybe I don't understand, um, or I'm too close to it, or whatever. But if you use the word the honesty to know the difference, it kind of helped me tweak it that I could always find an answer or find a solution because if I was just honest with myself. Um, right. But oh, well, right. I'm sorry you're going through that. I understand. Right. I understand. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, um, I think what I, and I'll say one more thing about it. Um, I think where I struggle the most is knowing, um, when I should just stay quiet Mm -hmm. and let things unfold as they will, or when I should use my voice. Um, that's tricky because I, it is tricky. It, it really is. And because not everybody responds well to unsolicited advice, right? I know I don't always. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I guess, again, you know, future tripping a little bit, I don't want to regret not having spoken up about something yeah. down the road. 
And so, you know, that's probably the, the part where I struggle the most. Yeah. And it's because you're thinking about it, you know, you're, you're, you're pausing before you're saying something too. You're giving a lot of thought to it. Is my voice going to help or is being quiet? That's a tough, that's a tough thing to figure out. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you, uh, yeah, family. Um, so yeah, so my, my, uh, nuclear family, as you put it, um, we have been facing some challenges. I'm not going to get into them too much because of my, just for the privacy of my son. But, um, what I've noticed lately is that one of, one of our, um, the superpowers that I think me and my husband have in our marriage, which, <clears throat> you know, every marriage, not perfect. Um, but in this one particular area, I feel like we're really good at being parents together. Like we really parent our son or on the same page. Um, we don't think alike about everything, which is good. That's how I think it's good that we parent because he has a very different point of view than I have, but we come together and we seem to not have conflict in this department. And we seem to be kind of working together to help our son. Um, to grow up, to grow into the person that he's going to be. And so I felt like that was like a little victory for me lately, like acknowledging that and just realizing how much I appreciate um, Steve as the father of my Mm -hmm. child. (laughs) Um, When we were first married, I I I worried, I worried that because we did think so differently on a lot of things that perhaps we wouldn't be good parents together. There would be a lot of conflict and that hasn't, been the case. So, um, that's been good over here. Um, Mm -hmm. we've been asking and seeking some help for Mm -hmm. our son and it's hard to ask for help, Sandra, right? (laughs) Like it's just hard. And here we are telling our son, like, you need to ask for help. You need to use your voice yet. We need to do that too for him as his parents and kind of, um, the things that he can't help himself with. And so that's been a practice and a lesson lately, like asking for help. Um, for him and for our family. And, um, we're getting a lot of it. So I don't mean to be so vague, but just Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's because of my sobriety that I know that I'm able to kind of work through these things. Um, some more concrete things that I will, that I will share was that my son went to homecoming recently and (laughs) boys are very different than girls. I'm just going to say that (laughs) up front. I mean, we already know that. Um, but his girlfriend's at a different school. And so they went to the homecoming dance and I wanted to know the details and where they were going and where we could go see pictures. And like, I had this vision in my head that was all about me, by the way, that I was going to go and take these photos and um, they were going to be so happy. I was there (laughs) and, um, you know, it was just going to be lovely. (laughs) He wanted nothing. He wanted me nowhere near anything. And I got my feelings hurt, you know? Uh, wanted me to drop them off at the girlfriend's house. And then the girlfriend's family was driving them to where they were going and doing. And I was really, it really hurt my feelings, Sandra. Um, But when I was in the driveway and when I kind of dropped him off and he looked so handsome and the girl wasn't dressed yet when I dropped him off. So she was getting ready. Um, It was really, I was just dropping him off on a Saturday afternoon at (laughs) 3.30. And I drove away and I was kind of, you know, having a little tiny pity party for myself. And then I was like, 
oh, this is what it, it is. This is just going to be a series of these types of things. Separation. Where I just yeah. get to let go. Yeah. That I'm going to be learning to let go. Ugh. And um, I realized it wasn't about me. It wasn't his school dance, which also kind of helped me not have as much attachment to it. But I was like, he's going to do this thing and he's going to go figure out how to pay for dinner tonight. And he looks handsome. And he figured out, I helped him figure out how to order a corsage. And, um, and I, I helped him, you know, iron his clothes and, and he looked, just looked fantastic. And he, he was nervous and I was adding to it and I had to just drive Mm -hmm. away. And I thought, I'm going to have to keep driving away. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Sorry. But just like the letting go is like, that's what's happening for him and I right now. And uh, that's okay. Like completely yeah. normal. You're going <laughs> through totally this before normal. me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. I think so. We are not there anywhere close to that yet, but I know when it comes, I'm going to be <laughs> a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I, what I, so how I took that. So that was a couple of weeks ago, but I've taken it as kind of, it was a great, um, again, a place to pivot because I'm like, all right, he wants to separate. He is finding his own identity. We're getting him all this help, but the help is to really help him to be autonomous and to have his own independence. And I'm seeing how much I was taking care of for Mm -hmm. him and having these coaches and these, um, other people talk to me about like, he really should be doing this by himself. Like you don't need to ask him to do that or oversee that. Like, this is really on him. This is, don't you want him to grow up to be able to take care of these things? I'm like, yeah, okay. I got it. So to that end, my big thing today, (laughs) um, he keeps wanting to go to another town to go (laughs) see his friends. And, and we don't, you know, we live in the country and we live about 35 to 40 minutes away from town that he wants to go to. Um, and so I had this little idea. I was like, he can start taking the bus. I need him to start taking it because he wants me to take him all the time. And I've been doing like the free mom Uber thing, the Fuber or the Mooper or whatever we call it. Yeah, I'm I'm right there. Oh, I'm I'm straight into thought, it. Yeah, I have been doing it like with a smile mm-hmm. on my face because I thought this is the last you know this is the last year this is going to happen until he drives. Like I I don't I was feeling fine about it until recently. It's a lot. It's a lot of round trips for where we live, and I would have to drive him to the next town over, which is about 20 minutes away, but I thought, what a great opportunity for him to Mm -hmm. figure out the bus schedule, to put an app on his phone, figure out the timing. If he wants to see his friends, um, we can figure it out, but I'm not going to deliver him everywhere, like with a bow, like, and he thinks that I am his chauffeur, and I thought, oh, we're letting go? This is how we're going to start letting go. So I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, let me know how that goes. I'll let you know. <laughs> um, I, I, pitched, My- I pitched it. I pitched it where it's a positive thing, and now he's very excited about it today. So we'll see. Yeah, what happens. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. My son. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the mover for sure. Um, <laughs> But, and you know, and I do, I, I don't mind doing it. Um, although my son has expressed just wanting to like take the train downtown and walk around downtown and, and, um, I haven't let him yet, (laughs) even Hmm. though he's perfectly fine doing it. Uh, you know, I'm the one resisting it. So 
Yeah. I think this is the lesson for me. It's like, um, this is why I feel like this is a good little exercise for me in letting go. You know, I feel like I'm have to start setting up some things. This is the first of, of, I don't even know how many, but we'll see. But I'm like, this is an opportunity actually. Um, because the worst thing that can happen is he's going to get on a bus going the wrong place. And it's not that far. It's a small Sonoma County transit. So wherever he is, I can get to him, you know, or he can figure it out. But I thought, yeah. So anyhow, that's the, um, that's what's going on over here with my family. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm practicing letting go and they're helping me in many different ways. But, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> so we saved the best for last. Look at us. <laughs> Creativity. I, Creativity. You know, I wish that I had a lot to say about this too. Okay. Here's what I will say. Again, going back to, to my name at journal and writing stuff down about things I want to create um, was a really uh, fun exercise. And I do this often anyway. And, um, but, um, uh, I mean, I've been working on just, you know, uh, creatively working on small, specific things. I've been sewing. I've been in my studio quite a bit, actually. Um, I've been stitching, uh, which I'll bring that up again when we talk about our tools in our toolbox. But um, so I have little creative projects going on here and there. But, um, but what I really love doing lately is thinking about big ideas for 2019. You and I have uh, some workshop ideas that we have been talking about. That's and I've right. And uh, filling up note, my notebook full of ideas for that. And, um, you know, some other little or, or other big ideas like that. Um, uh, I don't, I won't go into every single one, but um, just Big things. Yes. Surprise. Well, surprise. Big people, things yes. that I want to accomplish. And, um, you know, some involve writing, some involve trying to get things published. Um, like I said, the workshop, um, uh, you know, I need, I need a new logo and headshots, you know, stuff like that. But, um, that's kind of filled me up creatively mm -hmm. lately. Or, you know, yeah. Good. J thinking about it, thinking about it. Thinking about it, yeah. making lists, mm -hmm. planning, um, planning, ideas, aesthetic, that kind of thing. Nothing exactly set in motion, but all sort of in the incubator stage. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You need that. We need that time. Yeah. To let it incubate and see what, what's going to, you know, be born from that. Right. Right. So that's really it. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I was just thinking, I think when I prepped for the show, I was just thinking like what has been happening like past, like in the last time we checked in. So I hadn't really, there is some forward future stuff, like you said with us. And, um, I have another project brewing that I'm, I'm working on. So I'm, but I was thinking like, I've been mm -hmm. trying to paint Sandra and I started this little, what I thought was going to be a little series. And since mm -hmm. I painted so big the last time with my geographic series, the big paintings, to go back to small paintings has been very hard. It's been, 
I mean, when you make those broad strokes with big paintings and the movement and the energy and the, I don't know, it's so in your face to go back to small paintings has not been satisfying at all. I keep leaving them. I'm not, I'm not drawn to go back and finish them. So I'm not sure what's happening there. So that's kind of stalled a little bit. I can't gain any traction with that. Um, okay. But I want to report that in my ceramics class, my um, best silent disco dancer trophy is coming along quite fine. It's been very fun to make. <laughs> we had a class critique on uh, the other day. Oh, I bet day. that'll be fun. Um, yeah. At my last class. And oh my gosh, everybody's trophies. There's like so, so many fantastic, unique trophies um, for all manner of things. Oh my God. It's hilarious because they cannot be traditional trophies. So they all have to be very... One's like best Mexican rodeo and it's like the sombrero and there's like a horse coming out of the top of the sombrero and it's very regal. And then there's wow. a, the worst president and it's like Donald Trump's toupee and um, wow. the scales of justice. And it has like 99% on one side and then it has like 1% on the other and the world is like melting. And it's just so people are getting super creative mm. and uh, really having fun with it. And uh, Patty Minix, um, who we had a couple podcasts back, she emailed me about a really beautiful disco ball glaze called Palladium. And I talked to my professor about it. And I specifically made for disco right? balls. <laughs> well, for shiny things. She uses it on some of her rocks. And so she sent me some examples. And I was like, I want that. Um, I didn't think it would work in the kilns that we have at school, but it does because I didn't know enough about kilns. She was right. Um, and, and so I'm going to use that and it's going to be really shiny. And so I can't wait, I can't wait to see if I do it correctly. Um, so that's fun. And then, um, let's see creatively. Oh, my book, the, the gals over at ECA, mm -hmm. ECA life that do the subscription boxes. I know you've worked with them before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they're putting my gratitude book in their November box, Nice. Uh, their subscription box. And I think the – oh, I left my notes out in my studio when I switched locations. Um, let me try to remember. The box is about beating the blues. It's a little bit of a – if you're having a hard time, depression box, and there's some things in there that might help you beat the blues, and they thought that gratitude would be a great antidote to having a hard time mm -hmm. like having the blues. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of exciting. They're putting it in their box, and so um, – yeah, I guess if people want the book, they could perhaps order the box and get all the other lovely items that come with Very it. But, so I'm working on that right now, getting that out to them. Um, and that's it, really, I think. That's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, again, yeah. we're winding down, right? Yeah. Yeah, it feels that way. I don't feel, um, I don't feel like I'm in the creative groove Um I'm more gathering, like you said, I think, and thinking mm -hmm, and same. taking lots of notes as well and um, plotting a little bit. But yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. It feels I right for this time of year too, you know? Exactly. Autumn. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the more, uh, yeah, scheming and dreaming kind of place with my creativity for sure. For yeah. Sure. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to abandon the um, promoting of the podcast or being in the Facebook group, but I am going to be taking, I think, a break from social media in November, other than my commitments to the show. 
I think I need another reset. Mm. I felt so good in August, Sandra, mm-hmm. when I took that break. I felt really – so maybe maybe it's time for that. So, yeah, that's about it. Oh. I, hope that, I hope that caught everybody up on us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're uh, we're gonna do our three things right from our toolbox. Yes, mine are simple and yeah. easy, but okay. um, right. Yes. Start. Uh, okay. So this is our unruffled toolbox. This is our, our unruffled listeners. toolbox and items, and these are things that have helped us in the past weeks stay tethered, unruffled. Um, first one is a real time literal thing that helped me, uh, this week. And I mentioned it before and that's stitching. Um, it's like a meditative thing for me. I'm sure some of your like tick mark drawings and things like that probably do Uh help the same with you, but it's a real meditative thing for me. Um, I often do it when I, without listening, you know, like no podcast, nothing. I just let my mind, wonder. I don't need to think so much hard. I don't need to use a lot of brain power towards what my hands are doing. Um, it's just a needle going in and out, in and out. Um, and it, it settles me down. Um, if I have to sit with something, it's, it forces me to, you know, because you can't get too distracted when you have a needle in your hand. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so um, it's a real thing that that helps me stay grounded and um, it, it, it I, you know, I don't I, I don't like to wallow and pity party myself um, mm-hmm. when I'm feeling kind of low in the valley. But um But we also can't escape it, really, can we? Like I said, you know, I would grab everything to fill that need hole of mine, but nothing works. (laughs) I know this. Right. (laughs) I liked how you wrote about the need hole in (laughs) some blog posts. So people should go over and read that over on Sandra's site um, on the unruffled.com because it's really good. Yeah, thanks. So anyway, that's, that's my first one. What about you? Um, I just, I just, I realized, um, I, I used up all my teas this summer. Like I, I usually have a supply of tea. So what I did the last few weeks, I, and I just got them in the mail was I, I restocked all my tea jars and my little tea drawer that I have. Um, I ordered from our friend, Susan Sainsbury, who has been on the show, turned me on to a tea company, um, called Tay Tea. Um, T-A-Y, Tay Tea New York. And I ordered in bulk. There's a, an herbal um, blend that I like called Dream and one that's called um, Muse. And they're so delicious. They're loose teas and I buy them in bulk. And so I did that um, and kind of stocked up. And I also buy, have you ever had the Aveda comforting tea? Mm-mm. I'm not yeah. as big of a tea drinker as mm, okay. um, everyone else coffee. seems to be. I do like coffee, okay. and I well, and I don't. I I like tea when it's cold. So I have been yeah. drinking tea um, this last couple of weeks because it's been chilly here. But um, I don't yeah. have the big arsenal of tea. I just have a few. Yeah, 
I never drank tea before I was sober. Mm -hmm. My whole mm -hmm. life, never drank tea. I don't even drink iced tea. I still don't drink iced tea. Oh, um, see, I do like I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <but> iced tea. <laughs> but I definitely replaced the tea, the ritual of making a drink with the ritual of making tea, um, which isn't really that big of a ritual because it's like a tea bag and some hot water, but just like the idea of making yourself a drink. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm getting ready for winter. So yeah, mm. new teas. That was a, that's what's been a mind a toolbox one. this week. Um, okay. Well, my second one I've also already mentioned, and that's books. I have been uh, reading a lot and I have made multiple trips to the library. Like it's ridiculous of the stack I have going right now and you know, half of them are due in eight days. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm going to be marathoning reading. Um, in the next week, but, uh, this is the time of year, right? To just hole up under a blanket and yeah. read and nothing makes me happier than that, that. So just reading books. Good. Yeah. I went to the mobile library a couple of weeks ago. Um, since we're in a rural area, they bring the library to us and it's awesome. It's my favorite day first and third Wednesday of the month, I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. So for me, the second thing for me, and it's a little bit of a self-promotion, um, a little bit, um, actually a lot of it, is I was a guest on Megan Peters' um, Never Not Grateful podcast recently, last week, I think. And we talked about gratitude and the gratitude um, circles, and we talked about the gratitude practice. And that was episode seven. So if anybody wants to hear about that, I know we're heading into November. It's kind of the gratitude month. Um, so I just wanted to share, I did that. It was really nice to be asked to do that. And so that tool of just making a gratitude list is still, it's my thing. I, I do it online with you, Sandra, in the Facebook group where I type it now. Mm -hmm. And I do my, my list that I illustrate and that I share on Instagram. So I feel like I get, you know, two lists a day if I'm doing it right um, for me. Um, there's no wrong way to do it. So, um, that's been a good tool for me to still stay committed to that. And I need to, I need to try to stay better committed to the group. I haven't, I haven't, sometimes I just fall into bed and I don't want to look at my computer or phone. Right. That's where so that's I get, why, that's yeah, same, same. I, I, I like doing my gratitude list at night as opposed to the morning because then I've had the whole day to reflect, you mm -hmm. know, sort of about, it's like I'm kind of yeah. wrapping up my day. And, um, but same, so like when I talked about some, you know, often in the evenings I shut it down. Um, and then I realize, oh, I didn't do a gratitude list. And sometimes I'll pull it back up on my phone and, and put one in real quick, but then some, uh, some nights I forget. So yeah, I need to get better. I need to get, well, the month of, we have a month of gratitude coming up, right? Never. So Feeling like recommitting to a daily practice and just trying to um, squeeze it in before I shut it all down for the evening. So that's a good one. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your third thing? Um, you know, mine are not that not that fun, but um. My last one is just sleep. Mm. I just love <laughs> sleep. Yeah. It's a great tool, right? This is a love letter to sleep. 
Um, you should write a blog post about that. Right? My love letter to sleep. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> you should. You write. I know. It would be really good. But I, I had one night of not very good sleep this week. Um, it was a combination of things. I realized the next morning it was the full moon. So maybe that was it. I usually say the full moon does not mm-hmm. affect my sleep, but it just happened to be the same night. So perhaps, question mark, question mark. But also my husband worked a 16 hour day that day and he, I couldn't, he wasn't home yet and I was just worried about him. So that was part of it too. It kind of revved up my anxiety a little bit and I just. That's a long day. I know. Well, you don't need the long sorted story, but I'll, 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 here's the condensed version. So in Austin right now, because of all the rain, we've been under oil, water um, issue for the entire city. So we've had to boil water for a week now. It's not been a full week yet, but, um, so Mm -hmm. it's inconvenient, you know, for most of us. Um, but for some areas, it's like a real issue and is for the schools, you know, the public schools, they've got to have water, even though all of the kids have been encouraged to, bring boiled water from home, um, or bottled water. Um, you know, it's, they still have to provide water and, and my husband is in charge of that. Put it that way. <laughs> he was solely one of the, I mean, not solely he had, he has a team of people, but that was part of his thing and part of his responsibility. So he oh. had several days of uh, 15 hour work days this week. And so that I was just, um, anxious for him, you know, like, oh, he's going to be wound up when he gets home. He's going to be exhausted, you know, just that, all that stuff. And so I had one day where I didn't sleep very well. And boy, I just, I wake up so full for the days that I do have a good night's sleep because um, I don't know how I functioned for so long with shitty sleep. I don't know how I did it. I didn't. Right. I didn't do it. So wonder I was so cynical and dark and miserable. I mean, you know, it was for many reasons, but one of those I'm positive was because I just wasn't getting a quality night's sleep every night. I need more sleep. That's I need an earlier bedtime. Yeah. I am so glad you're helping me with all my problems today, Sandra. (laughs) (laughs) I've got so many notes here (laughs) to, to to do and to, to let go of some things and to start some new routines. Yeah. I got, I got homework after this. And, and for our listeners who struggle with the sleep thing, A, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. And B, I have no answers for you. Um, I think I'm just lucky. Maybe I do take magnesium at night and I think that that helps me. Um, but other than that, I have no tricks or, or, you know, if you are somebody that struggles with sleep, I honestly, you know, have no answers for you except that I, you have my sympathy. Um, yeah. And and for me, it's not like once I go to sleep, I'm asleep and it's solid and I take the magnesium too, but it's me just making an earlier bedtime. I need a little bit more. I can, I can tell that's what's happening. I need, I need to like put myself to bed a little earlier. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. It helps. Um, the last thing for me, I know I've shared this before on the podcast, but I'm sharing it today as the wild unknown tarot deck. And 
Kim Kranz created it, and I get to meet her tonight. Oh, that's exciting. So I'm very excited. I'm going to the, it's called the Neon Raspberry Art House. It's over in a little town not far from where I live. And I'm meeting Natalie there and my friend Naira. And we are going to go, I think she has a new journal out, the Wild Unknown Creative Mm. Journal. And that's what she's promoting. So she's put herself on this book tour that she's kind of reached out to um, her community and she surfs. So she's been taking kind of um, a drive down the coast and hitting little bookshops and bookstores and places where she can also surf. Mm. Um, so we're right. We're like, I live seven miles away from the coast. So we can surf. It's colder up here, I'm sure, than um, than some surfers would like. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited to meet her and have her, um, you know, I don't know what she's going to do tonight at the event, but we're going. That is so exciting. You know, I was thinking um, about my tarot deck because Sarah uh, Andrews and I are planning, um, we're calling it a women's circle, but it's really going to be totally different than, you know, what what, uh, you guys are doing and what she and I and Sasha did in the past. It's going to be very low key, more like a kind of a cool meetup of, you know, about three hours, but we were talking about maybe doing year ahead spreads, um, for everyone that came with the tarot deck. Oh yeah. And so I, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll talk about it in the blog post or something, but, um, it was making me reflect on my beloved, cause I only have that, that one tarot deck, the wild unknown, but I've had it for about three years and I, yeah. um, have, you know, studied it and opened it up almost every day for three years. And so, um, I love that tarot deck. I love it. And I've been, yeah, I've been dying to, and when she, she suggested the idea, I mean, my heart just leapt because I'm dying to give a reading to someone else. I've been wanting to do that for a long time and see how that feels. And so anyway, that's awesome. Well, it's interesting because when I was doing a little research on Kim Kranz, uh, how the the name The Wild Unknown came to be, she said that it was taken from lyrics from a Bob Dylan song called called mm, Isis mm-hmm. or Isis. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, she said The Wild Unknown is a nickname for herself and her artwork and her self-publishing company, but it's also a community. The mm-hmm. community is The Wild Unknown. And then the fourth, well, she has several things. She said it's also a feeling the wild unknown can be a feeling. And then fifth, the fifth point she makes is the wild unknown is within us mm. and we are also within it. It is the mystery of the world of the collective. Mm. You step into the wild unknown every time you do something that requires courage and leads you toward discovery. Oh, I love that. So I thought, I mean, she goes on from there, but her website's beautiful as well. It's the wildunknown.com. And I'm just looking at my year ahead spread because I put a picture of it in my, um, calendar for the year. And to be honest with you, I have not looked at my year head spread in several months. You don't? No. I look at it the, the first of every month. Well, I don't know how I forgot. It's right here. <laughs> I don't know. So like, I get, like I look forward to the, the, whatever, you know, the first of the first day of the month so I can go look at it real quick and then I can reflect on the previous month and see if my experience matched up with the card. I'm new to this, so I mm. might have to do that next year. But I'm looking at November because November is just right around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's three of cups for me, and it means friendship, joy, and bounty. 
That's so oh, the Three of Cups is a good one. That's a great card. Yeah. That's a fun card. Yeah. It's a sweet card, is what it is. Yeah. Um, I want to say that my so my October card um, was the Tower, and so we're still sort of figuring out how that is playing out. Um, I think it's already it's already manifested. Actually, if I'm going to be honest, <laughs> what's the what's the Tower? The tower is sort of like an unexpected upheaval okay. um, to where it maybe feels painful while you're going through it. But when you look at it in retrospect, you can say like that was the best thing that could have happened. And, right. you know, that could definitely be referring to just sort of the kind of blah that I've been going through. Um, yeah since you know i can't she recovers high which really if i look back that's exactly what it was um yeah but my november card is another major arcana card uh which is the star and that is a great oh yes of hope and peace of mind so i look for bring it on november bring Bring it it on november well last november 11th was the day that i went and got my first tarot card reading I was with Natalie and I came home that night and I wrote for gosh, six or eight hours. And I wrote my gratitude book. I sat down and I didn't stop writing. I was just, it was something in me just, and I bought my tarot card that day, that deck, the wild unknown that day. And something just came through me. I don't know what it was. And, um, that's what I remember about it. So it's been a year. I'm new to it. I pull the cards in the morning. I let them kind of guide or lead me and make me think about things kind of like meetings do, right? I find the subject for the day. And that's what I've been missing is my routine of doing that first thing in the morning. So as soon as I get off here with you, I'm going to do that. Mm. Oh, well, this has been such a great episode, Sandra. Thank you. Technology has seemed to work with us. Okay. Yeah, this is a, we're using some new technology to record this episode. Um, Sandra, a tiny bit might have sounded crackly in a couple of tiny spots, not many, um, but we're just figuring this out. So we're, I'm leaving yeah. it all in. So um, I hope that's okay with you <laughs> listeners. Um, it'll have to be. <laughs> get what you get and you want to throw a fit Sorry, is what I like to, to tell my kids every once in a while. It's super annoying. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, right. And uh, I think that's it. Thanks. Thanks for making the time this morning. I know you and I are doing a Facebook live in a little while, which won't apply to these listeners. Um, but we're doing the Facebook lives on Fridays on our secret Facebook page. And so if you want to join, we've had so many nice people join lately. Um, you can just send us a friend request on um, Facebook to Sandra or myself, Tammy Salas or Sandra. What is yours on Facebook, Sandra? Is it your whole name? Sandra Talbert Primo. Sandra Talbert Primo. Uh-huh. Facebook. And um, and then you'll have to send us a DM though to say, please add me to the right. secret Facebook group. And we will. Okay, we did it. I think that's it. Have a great, great rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.